Merry Christmas. You're watching the Gaggle of Geeks show, Santa's favorite show. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight. Please be advised, Gaggle of Geeks contains strong opinions that may contain language unsuitable for young children. Now here are your hosts, Patrick Beatty and Chas Campbell-Evans. What is up, my Gaggle of Geeks, and welcome to another episode of Gaggle of Geeks, where there's just, there's just one geek today. There's no one else that's going to be on the show. Chas, for some reason, decided to just go and, and, and join a circus during COVID. He's off doing whatever he's doing, but maybe he'll pop in later on. Oh my God! Never mind. <laughs> Hasn't he's here. On <laughs> oh shit! Hey there. Where oh you hey. Been? You know, I was trying to live that Dick Grayson life. Oh, well then. <laughs> I think we've all I think we've all been there before. We're doing this on a Saturday, Chaz, because again, something came up yesterday where we had to we had to go and. You know, sometimes you, you've got to do FaceTiming with family and do Christmas stuff. So that's a thing, you know, especially during the holidays. And you can't plan around other people's schedules sometimes. So you just got to make it work. Yeah, and I think we made this work just fine. So Maybe. Plus, this dude, it's horrible. This just barely started. <laughs> well, plus it's 2020, so it's not like being not on schedule one day is going to kill us. So <laughs> it, it's really possible that, yeah, we could we could mess this whole thing up. I could put something that's like phallic up. And people were like, "Oh no, that's a dick," and then we'd have to deal with that. I'm, I'm, I have a headphone in that I shouldn't have in even, because I, I don't know why I didn't realize that a whole other thing was been playing this whole time in my ear. This is how, this, <laughs> this is how we're starting today. Welcome everybody. Holy shit, there's so much news. There is so much goddamn news. This is a news heavy episode because we're talking about all the things that dropped with Disney Plus's announcement and uh, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, uh, FX, even putting out stuff. Which, by the way, did you see the It's Always Sunny news? No. What? Four more seasons. Four more seasons. Love It's Always Sunny. I'm hella into <laughs> that. It's already the longest running comedy uh comedy series is that just what it probably or is it something specific i can't remember is it live action comedy probably i think i think the simpsons has a beat right now with like the mm, longest that work yep yeah but i guess we should first before we go into the big news start with our mandalorian watch which oh look who's here it's it's grogu 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 would like to talk about shit just do a voice <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I'm not sure. That. 
Dude, that's like some Grogu ASMR right there. <laughs> what do you think the first word is going to be for Grogu? Grogu, I'm, we're asking you, what's the first line of dialogue that you're going to have on the show? Fuck! I was going to say something. It was just going to be too horrible. I shouldn't do it. Do it. Let's hear it. Um, Let's hear it. Okay, never mind. Let's go to the next thing. <laughs> we're talking about Mandalorian Chapter 15. With Bill Burr, this one is all about going and getting Bill Burr, and um, it's kind of a side mission again. They 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 tricked us once again, thinking, "Oh crap, this is ramping up fast," and it, it was kind of a side quest. I I don't know. I I I have mixed feelings about this, except for maybe one moment in it. But Chaz, break down the beginning. How does this thing start? Uh well, they go and pick up uh, Migs Mayfield, who we saw mm-hmm. last season, and. Um, they need his help locating. Uh, fuck, I keep forgetting the guy's name. Um, the, the the dude. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, the dude. Uh, so then that guy goes over to the place, yeah. and from that place he says a thing. M- Moff and, Gideon, and that Virgo. thing is words. Yeah, no, no, no. He they they pick him up to find Moff Gideon. That's that's who because he could track his stuff because he was an imperial. Um, what do you want to call it? Imperial soldier at one point in his mm. life. Well, and right now he's straight up like the, at the beginning of Borat two, where he's like ch- chopping up <laughs> wood blocks and like doing whatever the crap. And then a uh, Gina Kronos character shows up. She's like, Republic, you guys are going to take him. And the mission begins. They have to yep. go to this area, uh, disguise themselves as uh, troopers, uh, both Mandalorian and uh, Westfield. Is that the last name? Mayfield. Mayfield. Mayfield and Mando have to go undercover, basically, while Gina Carano and uh, Boba Fett and the other character are all kind of waiting up top, sniping out people if they end up getting conspicuous. But during that uh, infiltration infiltration (laughs) thing, yeah, yeah, some pirates fucking show up and, and start start trying to fight Mando on top of a ship. And so it gets crazy for for about 10 minutes of fighting. They just keeps coming. Yeah, well, the ships they're carrying are highly explosive material that they're mining from the planet, mm. um, and so these pirates are trying to blow those up specifically, like where the, that cargo is. And yeah, Mando fights for a good ten minutes on top of this thing while going full force. And mm. th- there's a moment where I thought that he might have uh, definitely fucked up. <laughs> yeah, well, and they have a lot of good inner dialogue between Mayfield and uh, Mando. Especially yeah. when it comes to like, I don't know, just uh, just the they 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 keep kind of going after Mando for the cult shit. <laughs> they do, and I, I kind of like Mayfield's tired character, if you will, where he's just like, you know, if if you wake up and if you're able to fall asleep at the end of the day, like I think that's a good life. I'm like, man, that's kind of a cool way to look at things. Kind of, you know, like he's been through he's been through some shit. <laughs> I guess I should say spoiler alert. Because <laughs> we've not done that at all. For oh, this. oh, yeah. I put well, up the spoiler know. alert badge. If you heard about what we were just talking about already, or you didn't know about it, and now are spoiled by it, um, that's not all. <laughs> that's not my problem. You clicked on me, and you should un- just unsubscribe. Get out of here, dude. Can, can I just say real quick? I like how we see. So, like with when, when Mando wears his armor, the Mandalorian armor, like it's really like it deflects a lot. 
but seeing how vulnerable he is without it, like dressed as a stormtrooper, like we saw mm-hmm. how much damage he took just from blocking some hits from the pirates, you know? Oh, I yeah. Thought- it's kind of funny that he thought it would be so easy since he takes out these people with the armor all the time. You'd think yep. he would adjust to it. He's like, I already know this armor is going to be weak, but instead he. I guess he's just so sure of himself as a fighter and like somebody to just get through an objective that he didn't notice it. But the minute he puts up his arm and it gets bashed off, it's like, ah, shit. Yeah. And like the moment that they're saved, it was really surprising because they're actually saved by the enemy stormtroopers of all people. And it was Mm -hmm. kind of badass how they're saved. And I I thought it was a very interesting um, shift, like just a switch of point of view, essentially, you know, for, for once they're the good guys, (laughs) (laughs) even though they're just doing their jobs. And it's very much kind of like a dark night situation too, with the, with the semi truck scene where like, they're just trying to get a convoy to an area and they're just about to make it to the area before they're about to get uh, blown up. When these tie fighters zoom past, destroy the pirate ships and then they get in and and it's really weird because it's, you see the, the stormtroopers like yeah you did it and like patting these guys on the back and it's like ooh, you don't know you don't know where they where they're from but they end up finding uh in the break room i guess a computer where yep. they can go and sign in it, it looks just like out of like any call center's environment they're like you've got your area where you can get a drink you've got some you got a place where you can make a call and then here's here's a public computer. Make sure you log out of it when you're done. It, it was yeah. very funny how they make that. It almost felt like the SNL sketch with Kylo Ren. Like <laughs> the set <laughs> felt a lot like that. Where it was like, oh shit, they're just lounging. This is weird watching this. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you, you, you're you're right on that. Um, but it's an it's interesting to see the the other side of things essentially because we kind of oh, yeah. saw that with, like that the movies were you know with Luke tried to infiltrate it and with Solo especially and when like Finn and uh you know tries like we see we see some insights into it but like I think this the Mandalorian just in general because like I know in last season we saw those two stormtroopers you know the, the inner dialogue between troopers is like un, mm-hmm. unheard of really and seeing that last season and seeing more of it this season, like in this episode, I thought it was really cool. And I think you said that like, this felt like a side quest. Um, and I, I, I kind of agree, but like also I felt like more, just more geared toward Mayfield's character than it was Mando's. So yeah, I wonder if they're, I wonder if Mayfield's going to have something bigger to come in the next season, because it seems like he has like in this episode, we saw a lot of beef that has yet to be resolved with him because in this break room, you know, he there's this commander who he was under, and yeah. he's the only one wearing without the helmet, right? And it's kind of like they, when Jim in the office walks in and, and sees that guy doing the uh, training seminar that he went to elementary school with that he said was too dumb to hang out with. It's yeah. Like, oh crap! I can't meet this guy right now. But this is a yeah. subordinate. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. He, you know, refused to go find the coordinates, and so. Uh, What's it, Jin? Is that how you say his first name? Mando? What's we'll called Mando? Well, he he won't go in and he won't show his face because then he'll get recognized. So yep. uh, they they talked on the convoy during before all the shit went crazy about like you never you never take the mask off like you know, that's just not a thing and it's like no I don't take my mask off which is always kind of how Mando rolls but to show kind of how desperate he is for finding Grogu and what he's willing to do he will forsake his religion to go and his in his Mandalorian ways to, to get what's necessary. So he takes off the helmet and you can tell through the whole thing Din Djarin is so uncomfortable. Like it is it's like he's in his underwear. 
kind of the way he's walking around. It's and and when he scans in, uh, the guy walks up to to them. They end up having uh, like coffee at the table, <laughs> just sitting and talking to each other, and uh, that's where Mayfield pulls a Han Solo. He does. He's very Han Solo in this episode, where he was very reluctant to help, and then he does and. I, I, dude, I like. I really like this just for that aspect. And I think Bill Burr brings that character to life. Oh, in yeah, a really he's fun great. Way, yeah. So I, I, I really dug the hell out of it. And then I, I love the how vile the the commander is. Essentially, you know, his the, the his old boss or whatever. Because Mayfield reveals like how he left like three thousand men to left to die, which mm-hmm. were all Mayfield's friends and stuff. And he, he gets some sweet ass payback. <laughs> Did you recognize the actor that played? the the guy that was in that he looked familiar i wasn't sure where i saw him from he was in uh batman begins he was joe chill who's joe chill the guy that killed bruce's parents oh wow buddy wow i know (laughs) oh boy (laughs) we're on a show talking about everything nerdy nerdy shit <laughs> and, and I fell again. <laughs> and you don't know Joe Chill. You know, I think I think we're done. I think this is. A, I think we're done. I'm closing this. Jay oh, can take is, over. He he is Jay in here. Yeah. <gasps> oh, he's actually on the. <laughs> uh, he, oh oh, so you prefer Jay, huh? <laughs> no. Are you sad? Is it disappointing now? No, no. I'm stopping no. all of this. We're not talking about <laughs> anything else. We're not talking about the Marvel films. Fuck that. We're not talking about Star Wars. Um, I've just real heard. quick. I'm not, I also want to say though, going back to this episode, I'm glad because last episode we saw Boba Fett in action, and I was kind of worried that he was going to take the spotlight, and he they relatively made him stay back and just kind of become the, the side character, and so I I thought that was really cool. It looked like he got a paint job with his armor too. Like yeah. every, everything kind of looked a little bit better. Maybe a little bit wider too for his frame. Like it, it yeah. seemed like it looked like a new version. Yeah. And then I, I don't know. Do you, I'll, I'll let you talk about the last scene. Like the last the last word. No, I don't want to talk will. about it. I don't want to talk oh. about anything. I'm hurt. I don't know how long I'm dragging this out for, but I'm going to drag it out. Okay. Keep dragging I'm it out. Just hurt. He does do that seismic charge thing <laughs> in the ship that just. <laughs> It's my favorite sound effect in Attack of the Clones. Like the only good thing about Attack of the Clones next to Natalie Portman and um, Yoda doing his first fight is the boom noise and the force field that destroys shit. Oh, so good! Seismic okay. charges. Is that what the, is that what the bomb's called? Is a seismic charge? Mm-hmm. Or I guess seismic blast. Did you think it was kind of overkill though? Like I mean, because it was it, no, it not covers at all. that like, was so fan. That was like. That was, I didn't know I needed it, and then they did it, and I went, "Oh yeah, this movie, ne- this show needed that." <laughs> it needed that like, a lot because it was only two Tie Fighters, and I'm like, we've seen Tie Fighters be destroyed with just like simple laser bolts, you know. And so Boba Fett needs to be useful. Like he can't just be there in a ship wandering around. He's got to utilize what he does, you know. He yeah. Gotta, he, uh, bounty hunter got a got a bounty hunt, you know. Yeah, and I guess like my mindset with that too is like. Do you know how expensive that bomb probably is? Like for two Tie Fighters, I wouldn't I waste that on two Tie Fighters. Because it was, it's technically you could call it prequel era. It's kind of weird because I never know whether it goes forward in time if the technology is easier 
or if they've all just turned into like rust buckets and are just reusing everything. Like, why did did resources stop because the empire took everyone's? Because mm. I I know that the answer is because they were made in the seventies and they had to use an ice cream maker for sci-fi devices and stuff and blue milk and shit and they didn't have special effects but i think there's also a way to explain it too like maybe the empire did take everyone's resources and they had to use like smaller crappier things which in that case I, boba fett was in with the empire probably has a stockpile of them yeah yeah it's funny you bring that up because like in the like the fallen jedi or the fallen order the the new star wars game that came out last year Mm -hmm. the, the character like the character is working undercover for the imperials to hide his you know jedi abilities and each level like the beginning levels like shows how much mining the empire is doing like resources you know so yeah. i i bet that's actually a thing that they took all the resources and shit i agree and uh i guess now they've got all their shit they uh they uh, poor mayfield died in an explosion in it wink wink which is the cover that they used to try to get him to stay on the island and that's and right. Up moving yeah. him anywhere. So <laughs> that's right. I tricked you. You did. I was like, I'm like, oh, I tricked, um, I tricked Chaz. You, you Chaz can we look at this curly fry hair you've got? On, uh, I'm so I'm, I wasn't no. where, why'd you hide it? I don't know. It's right here. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. <laughs> curly fry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I actually dipped my hair in Jamocha shakes. Oh snap! That's the secret. That's the secret. By the way, if you Longevity. don't, if you don't dip your curly fries in Jamocha shakes or your fries in like a Wendy chocolate shake or chicken nuggies for that for that reason, um, you get chicken nuggets awful. at Arby's. No, their jalapeno poppers are good though. Mm. I get. Um, I don't know. When I was a kid, it was always chicken cordon bleu. Then mm -hmm. it was chicken bacon ranch, and then I got. I then I then I was. Playing around with, you know, having some foreplay, touching inappropriately buffalo sliders. Ooh. And then from there, I, I just went back to roast beef a couple of days ago. But curly fries stay the same. And Jamocha Shake, I will fight anybody who says that it's not as good, if not better, than Frosty's or McFlurry's or anything else that they put out in any fast I, food. I agree. And but the thing with the Jamoka shakes, I mean, this is a really off-topic tangent. Um, no, it's back not. in the day, I'll tie it back, back in. in. I'll make sure it's but, tied in. Okay, because back in the day, they had like those large cups, right? They didn't have like the fancy ass cups for Jamoka shakes. Like if you wanted a large Jamoka shake, just put it in a large cup. They put in soda. Mm. I feel like you got more from that. But then they switched it up to this fancy ass plastic cup where they put, you know, whipped cream on it and fucking whatever else. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't want that. I just want the simplicity of a large cup with my goddamn shake. You know. Hmm. Well, desserts are desserts are a big part of of Arby's and and all fast food, and just like the blue macaroon that Grogu was chomping on a couple episodes before, Mandalorian is able to bring real life into the show, and that's a great segue. So that's the end of episode fifteen. They're now on their way to to have their final showdown. This is the finale of this season. Chaz, do you think that it's been a great one so far, or is there two more left? There's one more left. I okay, so it is the last one. Next next week will be the last one. Yeah. Yes. So how yes. are you? How do you feel now that we're right at the precipice of of this conclusion? Are we Are we satisfied with how far it's gone? Or, or how crazy is it to think that Boba Fett has is just like a fucking side character now? And everybody's like, "Yep, cool, move on." Dude, here's the thing. So like, 
last season I was kind of critical. Um, and I was, you know, kind of doing my doubts in early in the season, like with the second episode, because that was definitely a side quest. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh god, they fall, they fell back into their same trap that the last season fell into. But this season's actually been pretty straightforward, mm-hmm. like very straightforward. And th- like you said, this this episode, I mean, could probably be considered a side quest ish, but like it still has a tying thing at the end, you know, for like the finale. Um, and it was. I think this one's fast paced, and I think it's just. More, I think the second season's stronger than the first season. So I agree, and they have a lot more to play with. Like, yep. it it kind of feels strange after seeing the announcement of all of the shows that are coming out. Like, <laughs> a part of Mandalorian season two almost kind of feels like Age of Ultron, where there's a lot of setting up for different yeah. things, but they're not forgetting their main story. Rather than Age of Ultron, kind of like really doing some hard lefts to certain situations, they're integrating it a lot better with this season. Yeah. And I, I really think Mandalorian is just, it is what has revamped Star Wars. It is my favorite Star Wars. I, I it, It's better than the sequel trilogy because they have story and they have intention with where they're going with their story. Intentional narrative driven characters. That's what it's all about. Star Wars is all about knowing where you're going. You know what I mean? Having that plan. If you don't have a plan, you're not going to stand. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I. Oh, you think? Okay, so what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> Jay's talking about Arby's, but I put it back up because now we do have a war. <laughs> we do. Now we do here's, have a fucking war. Here's Fuck. the thing. I don't. I show you. I don't. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Stand down, Mister Slade. I'm not finished. Yeah, I'm not finished, dude. Here's the thing. Hear me out. <laughs> Does the 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 movies? I feel like I like the movies better just because they ha- they have they're not open ended. They're they're Are not you fucking open-ended. kidding me. Am I kidding you? No, I'm not. Mandalorian's been very open ended. Palpatine comes back in Episode Nine after being murdered. That's not open ended. Murdered. Somehow no. Palpatine clones survived. Dude, it's all about the clones. Here's the thing. Open ended. They, 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 Ray with her fucking what? with her fucking non double staff lightsaber, igniting it, getting ready to do it. You don't think that left it open for more continuations? No, I don't. You're I really don't think liar. it did. No, I really don't think it. Did. You're lying I, to I, me. I I really don't think it did. I I look. I disagree. I don't even know what to <laughs> say know. anymore. I know. Here's the thing. So like with the Mandalorian. Like here's my also my my other criticism of Mandalorian is that it's very short episodes. They do kind of change around the runtimes. Like sometimes it'll be thirty, sometimes it'll be forty five, and you can never tell why between yeah. them. Yeah, that's actually yeah, that's what I mean by by open ended. And like here's the thing they they didn't bring back the dark saber. It's like the dark saber was like teased in the finale of last season, right? Like a huge tease. Like oh my god, it's gonna be a major mm-hmm. thing. Granted, we haven't seen the finale for this season, but. It's only been mentioned once, and it was the last episode. It seemed like it was a major thing, or it was just like, oh, he's like Terminator, he's still surviving, and he's got the saber. Uh, You know what? They did make a big thing of it with Bo-Katan's character. Yeah. So I, so uh, here, uh, let me, let me, let me just say this. We'll we'll see how the second season ends overall to see like if it's going to be as open ended as the first season. Because like like I said, this one's been this one's been more more arc driven. Like there's been like a bigger scenario like you said like a bigger plan than like i feel like the first season had first season felt like a kickstart 
What this plan feels... did the sequels have, Chaz? What the was, sequels? What was the sequels plan? That's fucking right. That's goddamn right, Chaz. Look at your face. You keep from yeah, I do. He I looks got defeated. Everybody I on the podcast, he looks this. very defeated, and he's crying a little. So I, I won. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you have that. I'll just say that fa- that heroes can be, heroes can be tragic characters like Luke. So can storylines be tragic? What's so tragic about this? Let's let's talk about Ray's character, can we? Yeah. Okay. What's up? It's garbage. Let's move on to the next thing <laughs> we're going to be talking about. <laughs> All of the releases that have come out um, this past week. It's crazy how much stuff Disney Plus is going to shove down all of our butts. And I'm very excited. And we've got a lot to talk about, Chaz. I don't really know where how we're even going to do this, aside from just like mindlessly reading off shit. But first tell me... Um, were there any standouts, and maybe we can start from one of those? Um, yeah, the Ahsoka series that was announced. I thought that was exciting. Ahsoka. Live action with um, Dawson re- revisiting Rosario her Dawson's returning. Uh, let's see. Obi-Wan, they, they can confirmed- believe that they're going to be hunting down Grand Admiral Thrawn in their series. Um, it's not really been confirmed that that's the story arc, but I don't know. That episode very much, like, that's her mission that she's doing. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, and then the news with Obi-Wan Kenobi series, I think, is the best of the whole Star Wars that's been announced. Mm. Um, just because, I don't know, do you want to spoil it? Do you want, do you want to say it? Do you want to reveal the big re- reveal? Oh, of Obi-Wan? I, I think it's pretty, they, they announced it. Like, it's it's legit. Yeah, yeah. I'm just asking you, say you it. Want, Okay. Okay. Um, Anakin Skywalker is making a return with Hayden Christensen reprising his role as our, our favorite. I hate Sam guy. <laughs> That's right. No, uh, Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth Vader, and Ewan McGregor made it a point to say, like, this is my favorite part about being able to be back with Star Wars is being able to reconnect with Hayden Christensen. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy even went to say that they're going to have a showdown rematch, which I. Like, that sounds crazy to me that they're going to do that. It do, It's not a retcon, in my opinion. Like, I'd, I'd imagine that there are many instances where Obi-Wan has had to be like, get out of here, you, to, to an older Darth Vader. So I think it works. It does work. And here's the thing. Um, the, the third movie, uh, Revenge of the Sith, I think that's like my third favorite movie or fourth. I remember where I put it on my list. Mm. But... The, the the showdown with Obi-Wan and Anakin when they're yelling at each other, you know, he's like, I have the high ground. Like, you're the, he's crying, you know? Like, dude, that is such great Star Wars drama. I am here for that. And if they can, like, revisit that tragic moment of Broken Brothers, you know? Fuck yeah. I'm excited. I'm into that. Yeah, there's Rangers of the New Republic yep. that, uh, let's see may be around let's see we'll center on the x-wing pilots in the outer rim it's expected that it might be a long rumored spin-off of the mandalorian with gina carano's character cara dune so that's possible and or they released uh, some i guess it was it was some just pictures and stuff of concept art of things it's cassie and andor's series so we're going to be seeing more of diego luna and alan tudyk coming back as k2so which is going to be great uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi one, obviously. Uh, Star Wars Visions is going to be a new one. It's going to be a short animated films. And the Lando series, 
What do you think about Donald Glover coming back and there being a Lando series? I thought he was a great Lando. And I thought I, here's the, I, I wonder if if they're going to do that. I wonder if they're going to re um, revisit on Solo as well, you know, as like a side character. Oh, some that they're going to be bringing everything through that. Yeah. I, I, I mm, wonder I if that's how they go about that. Um, I'm excited for that. I like Donald Glover as Lando, and I thought he was really fun in Han Solo. I think Han Solo is like actually better than Rogue One, so that's where I stand. Mm. It's from the Dear White People director, Justin Simeon, as well. Ooh, yeah. Nope, that's going to be good. Um, uh, Rogue, Rogue Squadron oh, so. was also announced. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be a movie coming out with, with Patty, Patty Jenkins J- set to direct. Yep. So if you um, want some slow motion bullets flying through space, like in Wonder Woman, where she's blocking it, like I'm down for that. The Acolyte, Star Wars Acolyte, set 200 years before the events of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Be the first live action Star Wars production set during what is known as the High Republic era. That is interesting. A mystery thriller. That will Lord take you galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers. I'm very excited for that. There's also going to be a droid story. Uh, let's see. Uh, do we know if it's going to be animated or if it's going to be live action? No idea. That'd be interesting. <laughs> uh, there's a couple more Lucasfilms ones, and then we'll jump into Marvel because that's kind of the big hitter. Or actually, we can talk about some FX. Willow is coming, and Indiana Jones 5 is officially happening. Uh, summer 2022, directed by Logan director James Mangold, which I'm very, very looking forward to. Yeah, that'd be a good one. <laughs> that sounded enthusiastic. No, because uh, I remember, I think it was over the summer we were talking about it. I don't remember who we had on as a guest, but um, we talked about how, like, Indiana Jones was a development hell, and then Mangold was announced, and we're, like, thinking about the possibilities of, like, what that can tell. Because they got rid of the, the script, like, so they had to start fresh. Yeah, right? yeah. The conversation. So, yeah, no, I'm excited to see where, where he takes Harrison Ford with that. Uh, let's see. Oh, well, here, there's there's a few other ones. There's so much shit in this. FX is doing uh, an Aliens TV show. Okay, I'm mixed on this. I, I'm mixed I because... you are. I am, because I actually I really like Prometheus and Alien Covenant. And I kind of liked what Ridley Scott was trying to do with the Alien universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this TV series is going to try to retcon everything that he tried to do with that. And so I just have mixed feelings in that regard. It's possible. I mean, they could be retconning a few things with it, but I do think long form alien actually works pretty well. If you're yeah. going down the path of explaining what Ridley Scott was trying to do with Prometheus and alien covenant, I think he was wrong to put it out as a movie form. And that series was probably his better option. If he wanted to be in the explaining sphere. Do you though? Why? I do. I want, I want like, to know why. When I was thinking about, well, first because his storytelling is very visual, but he also does a lot of, I guess he he does a lot of visual explaining of things that maybe he could actually like give information on, and then I don't know, uh, using using up scenes like having Michael Fassbender finger Michael Fassbender with the flute, 
it doesn't really serve a good purpose unless it's being like sold for like character development, which I just it it just doesn't feel like he's got that down very well. But I feel like, like he it, writes the history as he goes. You know what I mean? Sort of, but like the Prometheus and like Alien Covenant was very much like the creation of mankind. It was like commenting on the creation of mankind and felt biblical in that sense. Like I know the second one was actually called Paradise Lost before they renamed it to Covenant. And so with that in mind, it's like, you know, angels and demons essentially about these creations of how the xenomorph came to be. Um, so I, I thought it was fascinating, but I get it. But I, the good news with this, though, is Noah um, Halloween, who was in charge mm-hmm. of Fargo's uh, series. And I've only seen the first two seasons of Fargo, but I love them both. Um, he's attached to be the showrunner on the new Alien series. So like, I'll give it a shot. Oh, nice. Well, in Chippendale Rescue Rangers, have you heard about this? Nope. It's coming back. It's going to be a film, and it will star John Mulaney and Andy Sadberg as Chip and Dale, and I'm in it. I'm that ready just, for it. That sounds like a recipe for annoying. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'll, I'll see myself out. Fuck. I'm just kidding. We're not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pinocchio is, is, is it, coming. Is it CGI? Going back to that Chippendale? Is it Shut up. CGI? No, I'm done. It's over. Like Alvin and Chipmunks. We're done. That, I'm moving is it on. Is it like Alvin and Chipmunks probably? Maybe. No. What? Okay. Is it going to be like Alvin and Chipmunks? CGI? Uh, I Garfield. thought it was going to be something like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Some live action and animation. Okay. Okay. That could work. I, I could see that. We've got our uh, Pinocchio movie. Uh, they're working on Peter Pan and Wendy. Uh, Disenchanted and Enchanted sequel. Sister Act 3. Baymax. Zootopia Plus. Uh, Tiana. Uh, centered around the Princess and the Frog character. Uh, Moana is doing her own show on Disney Plus. Um, I can't say this one. Iwaju. <laughs> I think it's the best way to I would say it, yeah. Iwaju. Yeah. Am, am I offending anybody by saying it like that? Correct us if we're wrong. I think it'd be more offensive if I gave like an accent to it. So I don't want to try that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Say it as white as you are, is the way I put it. Unless you're told otherwise, then say it the correct way. But don't don't try to don't try to go don't try to assume an accent that you you don't know about. You Kate. Utah living fuck. So That's what why I say to they... myself. Why are they bringing back Tiana when that was like from 2009? Uh, well, look at their registry of princesses and tell me why. Are they trying to set up like a princess universe? Is that like what they're trying to do with that? Because that, I, I like think they're they going have... through a lot of their white characters for princesses and, and they're ready to start. <laughs> like, I think Tiana could have been the one to build up the most out of all of the princesses doing a live action. Yeah. Addition. So they're doing it at this point, which is great, but... I don't a know. Little bit don't get it twisted. Game. I think I think a big reason for it is diversity and bringing out and getting more people. So if they can do it right and they can do it in an entertaining way, that's awesome. I'll always take it. Yeah, I just I just wonder if it's going to be like how they have Marvel and they also have Star Wars, like their, their own universes, mm-hmm. and if they're going to try to do like a Disney Princess universe where maybe we'll see like a Disney Princess Avengers film. <laughs> they kind of tease that with Wreck-It Ralph too, with Ralph breaks the internet. I love that I, scene. I, I haven't seen that that entry so. God damn it! I know. I like the first one. I just, I don't, I'm not one to go and watch, like the last Disney movie I saw in the theater that I willingly paid for 
was in Incredibles 2. And I went in like 11 o'clock because that's usually when I go or I that's usually when I went right mm-hmm. back in the day. And I didn't know that was the prime time to take your fucking kids to the theater as well. So I had a bunch of kids running around and the parents were just not handling it. And I was very annoyed. So that's yeah. my reason for avoiding Disney films in the theaters. Chaz, I know. You know me. I know. You understand me. Yes, I do. Better than anyone I know. Yep. Do you think I'm excited about a car series? No. I guess you don't know me well. Yes. I don't know. I'm just kidding. No, I I, I don't want that at all. (laughs) The car series and Doug Days. uh, Doug, the dog from Up, is going to be in it and win or lose. It's another movie that's been out for years and now they're just barely bringing it back yeah uh there's something called turning red i'm gonna skip it <laughs> and move to uh light year which is kind of the one that that trended the most out of all of these coming from pixar uh, chris evans is going to be what they're considering the real buzz which this is the real story of the test pilot who inspired the toy oh so this is going to be actual person. This is this is Buzz Lightyear, and then later down the road we'll see a different toy for it or something. Why not have Tim Allen voice it then? Because Tim Allen's not Chris Evans. But here's but DK. But if they're gonna and, go that route, here's the thing. So like, Tim Allen was the voice of all the Buzz Lightyear toys, right? Oh yeah, like. The recording and stuff. So, like, maybe they'll make a joke that, about that. Like, they'll press his button and it'll sound like Tim Allen. He'll be like, that doesn't sound like me. And then they'll just move on. Okay. That's, that was my point. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's true. Like, a lot of the toys and stuff. But even then, like, I remember back in fourth grade, when did the prequels come out? 1999 was the first one for Star Wars. Yeah. Episode yeah, one was yeah. 99. Okay. So I had these toys. Did you get the toys for episode one? No, I got them for episode three. Okay. Wow, you really bandwagoned Star Wars, didn't you? Just jumped on the bandwagon. Well, I mean, that came episode three came out when I was in fourth grade, so. Unforgivable. I no, I'm just I know. Kidding. I feel like I'm being hard on you. You need to be hard on me, you know? That came out wrong. Dude, I'm always hard on you. Oh, goodness. So these <laughs> toys, right? One of they they all came with these little chips that you can put and and put it on like a decoder thing and it would do a sound effect from the movie. So like if you got Qui Gon, you got a chip where you put the chip on that little thing and it would play a sound from Qui Gon. You'd hear something from the movie or or one. I I remember it would I would always go to Darth Maul's because I could never really hear his voice in the movie. So it was like okay, that's what he actually sounds like. And that's the only line that he has. Where was I going with this? Uh, Buzz Lightyear. So it's like the, if it was accurate back then and you could understand that they sounded exactly the same, I'll lend credit to the fact that like this would be kind of stupid if they don't have Tim Allen. But holding out hope that it'll be good. Um, go, Real quick, too, on, on that note, with the Obi-Wan series, do you think they'll bring back Qui-Gon as a Force ghost? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think Yoda could show up, too. That'd be dope. Anybody in that era is fair game. Like, do you think we would be seeing Ahsoka a little? Should, could show up. She could show up. Do you think we'd be so, seeing like a little Luke? Like, is this like after he drops off Luke and I don't see that happening until like the second season or like a tee off to the first. 
but the first or maybe it could just be a lot of like the first episode is just him watching this little kid creepily you know <laughs> like in family guy how the old man watches chris just yeah. like behind the bushes and stuff <sighs> inspired by family guy <laughs> <laughs> right would that be a first any uh, family guy inspires out of everything uh let's move to marvel now can we can we talk about marvel stuff yeah, I'm just going to be upfront with you real quick and say half of these I'm not familiar with. So, okay, so I'm going to have Daddy's taking have to the wheel. Yeah, yeah, Daddy's yeah. driving. Okay, so uh, Secret Invasion is. Do you know Secret Invasion? No. Involving the Skrulls, uh, they uh, are basically invading Earth by shape shifting and being different people. They kind of teed that off with Far From Home's cameo. And uh, seeing him on the planet thing, they didn't really explain what was happening with that. But Samuel Jackson is reprising his role, and Ben Mendelsohn is going to return as Talos, and uh, that's going to be Disney+. Plus. Ironheart, uh, Tony Stark is dead, but the world still needs a hero to have the tools, the talent, and tech to protect it. Enter Siri. Just kidding, her name is Riri Williams, a prodigy who has her own armored suit and is ready to fill the vacuum left by Iron Man. Uh, so it's the uh, new Iron Man, Ironheart, Iron Woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that Rhodey won't still be involved because he's heavily involved in his show Armor Wars. Um, what happens when Stark's technology starts falling into the wrong hands? Justin Hammer. No, Iron Man Two. Okay, Sam Rockwell. Oh yes, yes. Okay, I did watch that movie. Yes, I want him back. And this is the perfect place to put him. I think I think that'd be so good. Uh, Don Cheadle will reprise his role as James Rhodey Rhodes. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. James Gunn tweeted out something saying that he's shocked that they approved him doing this because he just would bug Kevin Feige endlessly about this stupid story he had. And then when he saw that it was announced, he went, oh, crap, I get to do that? Okay, fun. <laughs> Which I think those are the fun mo- movies where like a creator's like, You'll let me do this? Okay. Now, will it be as bad as the Star Wars Christmas special? No. He loves he loves the holiday special. He's gonna he's gonna make it he's gonna make this fun. Okay. Speaking of though, I am Groot is coming to Disney Plus. We're gonna it's a baby Groot. You know? I don't know what that was. I tried to do a little little baby Groot voice. So okay, I asked this talk. Well, I asked this on my Twitter a week ago, and I'm like, who's cuter? Baby Groot or Grogu? Grogu. Moving on. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Do you think Baby Groot's cuter? No, I like Grogu. Oh, cool. But but Baby Groot won. That's why I was like, what the, what is going on here? Why is somebody voting for Baby Groot? You are wrong. You're maybe just because, maybe because Grogu's a mass murderer. Pizza. Is he, though? But then again, Groot's done some fucked up stuff, too. Yeah, He has. Like, I, was it the first one where he, like, stabbed some dude, like, using Well, he took a severed thumb from someone at one point in Guardians 2. Yeah. I'd say that's even worse. He's not even using it for, like, sustenance. He's just, like, taking him <laughs> as trinkets, putting him yeah. in his wood pocket. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania is the third film that's coming. It's going to involve time-traveling villain Kang the Conqueror, who we all, all know as Yahya Abdul-Mateen third, I believe? Second? A uh, guy from Watchmen and um, Black Manta and Lovecraft. 
I'm excited for this one. Uh, I actually like Ant Man probably the most out of all the Marvel movies. Mm, yep. Oh wait, I got the name wrong. People are gonna grill me for that. It's not him. It's uh, I don't know the name. I'm not gonna look it up either. We're moving forward. <laughs> and then Fantastic Four was officially announced with John Watts helming it. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything as far as the releases, the new releases that we know of. We still have all the other things. They, they put out snippets for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, another trailer for WandaVision, and a Loki uh, trailer as I well. I saw that trailer, yeah. And they also announced Christian Bell being a villain for, I don't remember what movie it was. Oh, yeah. Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yep. 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 Gore the God Killer. Something yeah. like that. So I, I, looked the, I looked that character up because I'm like, yeah, well, like, what's Christian Bell going to look like is this? And dude, he could look pretty terrifying with like, all the oh, makeup yeah. they have to do and shit. Like, I'm, do you I'm, think he'll go practical or it'll be a mocap suit? He'll be a mocap suit, knowing yeah, how Marvel does stuff. He, like, all, their, all their behind the scenes stuff, like literally all their behind the scenes stuff is on a green screen room. Do you think Chris Hemsworth and him exchange stories about having to gain weight for their roles? I, 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 I don't know. That's a weird <laughs> question. <laughs> well, because Chris Hemsworth used a fat suit and Christian Bale ate Did not. only like a cracker. <laughs> I think it would just be really funny to be like, it was really hard for me. The The suit was very heavy. They had to use a lot of clips to clip it on, like potato chip clips and, and stuff. And Christian Bale's like, I only ate... One cigarette a month <laughs> to get where I was. Oh, that was for um, that was for the the political movie, and it was also for American Hustle, right? He gained a lot of weight for that movie as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't know. Do Do you think he's gonna go full on method though, with like being kind of like an asshole villain? Have we seen him in a villain role before? Besides American Psycho, like everybody's gonna say American Psycho, but like recently, have we seen technically Terminator Salvation? He was kind of a bad he's a dick but he wasn't like an actual villain villain and you can make dick cheney an argument you could yeah yes you could <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah that's okay. what we're gonna see with this a dick cheney like villain <laughs> interesting that'd be good <laughs> that'd be good oh and i guess the prestige he's kind of a dick too was he though i think hugh jackman was which more one dick. who knows Spoiler alert. Other things that are coming out. I, pff, I don't care anymore. Are we going to talk about Christopher Nolan? The show Nolan? is on Saturday, Chaz. <laughs> on Saturday, we don't care. Are, are we going to talk about Christopher Nolan? Oh, do you want to bring that up? No, I really don't. <laughs> it's a headache. <laughs> Can we just say, if you if you have strong opinions, like incredibly strong opinions, about what directors think about where their movies are going, and you feel like you need to air that out, Go outside and just yell into the void because I don't like those tweets. I don't you know, retweet I, your tweets. I, I don't you retweet don't. your tweet. I know. It's I just okay. think, I don't know. It. We know it's shitty. We all know it's shitty for, yeah. for the reasons that they've already mentioned. Now it's a lot of like, I don't know. Twitter's well, then, just a, a pool of, of who can we attack at, at once and like it happens so quickly and then gets moved past so quickly. It's like, what's the point of even talking about it? Like, I, I know, foom, foom, just gone. I just saw, I just saw that my my favorite director was also mad about it. I'm like, oh yeah, Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, I'm like, maybe I should just like look more into this before voicing my opinion. 
he did not he did need vil knew what was going to happen with his movie (laughs) okay that was fucking awful man (laughs) yeah Yeah, you're still out now (laughs) we're gonna close out with that i think that was a great closer I, and I would love to din- invite all of villain you people to follow us on our YouTube, our PatrickBattyReviews.com, Chaz over and under Artists Exposed. What's going on there? I'm just recording the episodes daily. I have a new one out with Michael Klug. Klug? 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 Maybe it's Klug. I think it's Klug. Sorry, Michael. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I I butcher last names. I'm not the best with last names, but um, no, that's a fun one. Talk about screenwriting, and he's also a film critic. Um, so he's talking about how he applies criticism to his scripts and stuff. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Well, make sure to check that out, everybody. You uh, also put up a review of Wolfwalkers this week. Um, what do you think? It was a pretty good one, right? Yeah, I almost cried in the in the third act there. Yeah, it was a. I had to remind myself. I'm like, because I'm like, it's not going to go this dark because it's Disney. But then I realized it's not Disney. <laughs> this is a Apple TV Plus exclusive um, yep. movie, and I very much enjoyed it. I, I'm not huge in animation films either, so I thought the animation style was spectacular, in my opinion. So I loved it. It, it was. You're right. That animation and it really evolves through the movie. Like it starts in one way, and then by the end, it's just this. Crazy... It's like it, it introduces like all these elements and stuff, and I. I, I I dug it, man. I mean, it's not a Christmas movie by any means, but mm-hmm. Sean and I will say Sean Bean's in it. Like he voices a character, and it's a very Sean Bean character. Very nice. Well, very well. Damn it! I'll spoil something. We're gonna move past <laughs> this. Let's pull up a quick ad for our merch. Make sure you check them out at T Public, and we will see you all at the next review. We have merch for you at tpublic.com slash Reviews. Whether it be a sweatshirt, a gaggle geek shirt, whatever you want, check them out, and we will see you at the next review. Merry Christmas. You're watching the Gaggle of Geeks show, Santa's favorite show. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. Or the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is!